This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. Shall we begin? Why do you come to us? I just want to keep my family safe. Treat them as our brothers and sisters. Teach them our ways. Keep up for us, boy! If you want to live here, you have to ride. Let's do it. Just breathe. Breathe. BFM 89.9, you're listening to Popcorn Culture with Sharmila and Arvin. And this week we are reviewing, if you haven't guessed already, Avatar The Way of Water. Uh, depending on how big a fan you were of the original, the sequel that's taken 13 years to make its way to our IMAX 3D screens. Um, full confession, before we start our review, um, I think I have to come clean and say, I fully intended to watch this movie, even got the tickets, um, in IMAX 3D no less, and then fell sick immediately before. And so I actually haven't managed to watch the film. So today's review um, is going to be structured pretty much in a how much can Arvind tell Sharmila about Avatar The Way of Water without giving away spoilers? And is it worth catching in the cinemas having already paid for tickets that she didn't get to use? I mean, since we're talking about tickets, right, um, I want to start by saying that I wanted to see this in IMAX, um, and not IMAX 3D, but IMAX 2D, but local cinemas only had IMAX 3D shows. There was no 2D option. Um, and 3D isn't convenient for everyone, you know, like a lot of people wear glasses, one thing, and it gets a bit annoying at times for others. Um, I can do 3D for like short movies, but I can't do it for three hours and 10 minutes. It'll give me like a splitting headache by the time it's done. So I watched this in the next biggest screen that I could find, uh, Dolby Atmos and all that. But I just wanted to, I wanted to use this platform to complain a bit that I would have loved to have seen this in an IMAX 2D screening at some point because the movie is designed to be seen in IMAX, right? Um, what were what were your tickets, the one that you got and then couldn't use? I got IMAX 3D because um, honestly, I was one of those who loved the first film, Avatar. Um, I have gone on to say, of course, even on the show, that despite how much I loved it, and I think I watched it in IMAX 3D at least two or three times when it first came out, mm. I haven't subsequently had a huge attachment to it. But that said, I think I did get excited with the nostalgia and I would have watched it in IMAX 3D. But it did strike me as I was paying for the tickets and getting it one um what an investment it was because i was buying a pair of tickets and it easily costs you nearly i mean nearly 90 ringgit um and then on top of that how long it had been since i last paid for a 3d show um and it felt so almost quaint and archaic right and that's a bit of a weird feeling to have about a movie that's simultaneously being marketed as being cutting edge and you know this is going to blow your mind and you've never seen anything like this on the screens again um 3D, weirdly, start, is starting to feel a little old-fashioned. And, and that kind of struck me a bit. It, it is. It does feel old-fashioned. Um, I honestly didn't know that 3D was even a thing. Like, I didn't know that cinemas were even Yeah, like, like they had yeah. the capability to screen that they even kept the glasses anymore. 
Yeah, because some of the glass bins that you see in the cinemas are like decrepit and abandoned. <laughs> like they look like they haven't been used since the first Avatar. But then obviously they've been showing this in 3D um, and it is like a big 3D movie, right? Um, which is something that that I want to circle back to in a while. Love the CGI and the sort of like the way this movie is made. Um, but just to like nutshell this, um, Avatar The Way of Water takes place like many, many years after the first Avatar. Um, so I think it is like in real time. So 14 years for us, 14 years for them. Uh, Jake and Netiri have a family of their own. Um, and then an old nemesis comes back somehow, like Palpatine in Star Wars, but then it makes more <laughs> sense in this movie than it did in that movie. Um, and now Jake and Nitiri have to leave their home and find sanctuary for their family uh, just to keep them safe from this old enemy. And that's that's basically the gist of the story, right? Um, I thought that plot made sense. Like, I, I love that storyline. I thought it was simple. I thought it was, it was fresh. Um, and it brought something new to that world, like Pandora had expanded it a bit. But... Without spoiling anything, there are a bunch of other subplots that are a bit of a problem for me. So the first Avatar took its time to build like that world and, you know, slowly tell you about the mythology, the way of life on Pandora. And the second movie crams a lot of new world building um, to make it feel bloated and convoluted. And I think that part bothered me the most because even with the three-hour runtime, right, it felt like these subplots weren't properly paced. Like you would get 25 minutes of new character A and then you wouldn't see new character A for like 45 minutes of the movie and then all of a sudden character A would show up again and you'd be like oh yeah that that plot's still on and I completely forgot about that there's a whole middle section that feels like a completely different uh, movie so I think overall that would be like my biggest issue with the film it's not that I didn't like it it just felt like weirdly toned and weirdly paced like two three movies crammed into one i've been reading a lot and hearing a lot about this um info dump world building at the beginning of the film um a lot of people yes. have been complaining about how uh, basically you're just caught up on like an entire not just 14 years worth of what happened in between but also just a sudden like here's what you didn't know about pandora and then like a whole lot of things um and people were saying that it felt a little especially for a movie that's a sequel that it felt a little odd and and weirdly paced because in a way, you're supposed to feel like you're entering a world that you're already familiar with and that you're mm. um, that you recognize and that you're glad to be back in. But then that goes back again to the the problems with Pandora and Avatar, right? The fact that it never became that kind of immersive fantasy world that people held on to. Because I'm struggling to think of... So when you said an old nemesis returns and you reference Palpatine, I was thinking to myself, well, except... For the life of me, I cannot remember what, who stood in for the role of a nemesis in Pandora. Um, and, and so I'm like, it's odd when you don't have an attachment, but you're also kind of being told that you should be happy to be back in the space, but yet being fed new information. So that's the other thing about Avatar The Way of Water. Um, it's a good, I think it's a very good sequel but it is not a good standalone movie. And, and, and that's why I think the, the whole info dump or exposition dump happened at the beginning of the movie. There's like 10 minutes of them just like saying things and cramming storyline in your face and going like, blah, 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 blah. Here's where you are previously on Avatar. And now we are here <laughs> in the, 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 the way of water, um, which I didn't like. So I, the movie... I don't know, the movie, Star Wars is a different case because it had like movies coming out once every couple of years, right? So people have that memory. I think when you have a movie like Avatar and then Avatar The Way of Water, you need to make that movie stand on its own two 
feet or its own two legs. Uh, it cannot be so dependent on the previous avatar. And, and there are so many scenes and so many callbacks, uh, so many throwbacks and so many references made throughout the movie that are so dependent and uh, of the previous film that even I was watching and going like, wait, so wait, this person did this thing or when did that happen or when did this, this technology show up or does this even exist? Is this a new thing or did it come in the previous movie? So yeah, it, it's it's a really good sequel. Um, not a good standalone movie. So you you have to watch the first movie to understand anything that's happening in this one. I have a quick question before we go for a break. Um, again, uh, as part of that, it's a sequel, not a standalone. Um, I think one of the interesting things about the first movie was, of course, the contrast between the human world and the Pandora world. And you saw so much of um, how they got into, or rather how Jake got into the, um, the Navi body and so on, mm. right? Is that a big feature in this film? Because I, from what I saw in the trailer, at least, it seems to be a lot more about Pandora itself. Um, it's, a, it's a key feature for the plot to exist, but that's about it. Mm. Um, so if you want to know how the technology works or how the avatar is the avatar in the first place, then it goes back to watching the first movie. They don't do anything to explain exactly how that works in the second one. But if the technology was absent, this sequel just wouldn't be able to happen. It would have to be like a completely different storyline. So it's there. It's there, but it's not explained, is I think is, is the point. We're reviewing and talking about James Cameron's Avatar, The Way of Water, uh, the sequel that has just come out um, in IMAX, in 3D, uh, basically taking us back to 13 years ago. Uh, let us know, have you watched it? Are you planning to? You can WhatsApp us, 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Write to us at movies at bfm.my. Become fabulous millionaires. BFM 89.9. Humans are returning. They're hunting us. What's our plan? This is our home. This is our family. This is our fortress. This is where we make our stand. We must protect the people. Let's get it done. BFM 89.9, you're listening to Popcorn Culture with Sharmila and Arvin. And we're reviewing James Cameron's Avatar, The Way of Water, the sequel to Avatar. So um, as we said at the start of the show, I haven't actually watched the movie yet. Um, I intended to, I got sick, so I'm regretting not being able to watch it. Arvin's pretty much talking us through the highlights and um, basically giving me the lay of the land as to whether I should attempt another cinema outing for this. So, Arvind, we spoke quite a bit about um, the, I suppose, the premise and the reason for being, right, for this film. What's the experience like? Does the CGI, the world building, I mean, the stuff that you really go to watch an Avatar movie for, does that hold up? I mean, the the movie is like visually spectacular. You know, I I don't think there's any dispute or or debate there. Um, James Cameron has been pretty pompous about the CGI and Avatar saying that uh, it's the best in Hollywood. Uh, He compared it to Thanos in the MCU and said that the Navi look way better than Thanos. I don't know if Thanos was a good comparison. Why? I don't don't know. (laughs) Maybe, you know, beings that are sort of blue purple toned. Maybe that was the comparison. Not the usual skin tone yes. that, that we see. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. But but you can't deny that. Like the, the CGI and the photorealism in this world um, is unlike anything that we've seen 
in any major movie i think um except for maybe the lion king uh, remake that we saw a couple of years oh, ago oh god um yeah because that that had good cgi not not a good remake but yes. that had good like really photorealistic cgi um i always felt like the navi in the first avatar looked good but not photorealistic like i couldn't believe that they were real things they look great for animations but not so much as live action um but then in the sequel right there are so many scenes in here where your brain just cannot process what you are seeing because everything looks so real this the skin looks so good uh, the textures the the eyes the movement the physics um when actually i don't think anything is i think a lot of this is just green screen and 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 cgi i don't think even a lot of the worlds are real which i think you know uh, one of the biggest achievements in avatar 2 is also this human uh, kid named spider and i bet he was just there for flex like you know like he, they just wanted to show you what they could do because he blends so seamlessly with the rest of the cgi and the and the backgrounds that you're not even sure how to make sense of it um it's it's 3 hours of eye candy um if you're going there just to have your eyes washed by avatar the way of water and and you know james cameron's <laughs> like mastery of of cgi then go then go it's it's 3 hours of amazing amazing cgi not perfect in some scenes but amazing so i know you didn't watch it in 3d uh, so no. this might be a bit of an unfair question but is it worth springing the extra bucks to watch it in 3d you think i think that's the only experience um that you should opt for when watching this movie um i think it's designed for 3d there are so many scenes that look like a theme park ride um because it's like in first person and you're not sure why it's in first person um there there are chunks of the movie where there are very little story and there's no momentum and no plot and you're just watching it to immerse yourself in pandora and and the water and the sea with the weird creatures and the animals um i would say 90 minutes of the movie is plot and story and character development and the other 90 is nothing but eye candy and ooh look how real pandora looks this time around <laughs> like 13 years down the road um so it really depends on on how and where you see this but if you can do 3d um i think you'll have way more fun watching it because i saw it in 2d and a lot of times i was like what am i looking at this looks like a cut scene from like a video game and i i don't have the the immersive experience to to help me understand why they put this in the movie so here's the thing right you mentioned that there's about 90 minutes worth of plot for what it's worth um the plot for the first film wasn't that spectacular either mm. and i think a lot of it was the novelty of the way um jake gets into um the body of the avatar um and how he gets to know the new world um, and pandora and all of that um is the plot here any better i guess is my cautious question and does it manage to avoid i guess some of the the more problematic things that people leveled at the first one you know like colonialism for instance or a sort of weird american supremacy style of filmmaking are those things a little bit more bearable this time around i think slightly um there's still some weird casting choices like casting white people to play clearly what the cipher is for indigenous people or or people who are not white mm-hmm. characters in in the navi that are not supposed to be white being played by white actors um and i know the argument is like no they are navi like how would you know like what what they are right there's no like skin tone is not like human skin tones but you can tell they are based on different races of people who are not white like you can tell um so that's there i wouldn't i think the first movie's plot is way stronger Um I think this movie has a plot 
but then that plot gets lost in all the other subplots and all the other themes that they're trying to go for. There's a lot of like, there's a lot of like hitting you over the head with, you know, environmental stuff and, and they're like lessons that they want you to learn. Um, James Cameron has an agenda and, and he wants to make sure you know what his agenda is. So yeah, I, I wouldn't say the plot is as strong. I, I didn't, I found myself feeling quite bored, like for chunks of the movie. So I definitely picked the first one over this one. Um, but I think it's, it's a, I think it's a good bridge movie. It's a good bridge movie for the for the future Avatar sequels, but I don't think it has a good plot by itself. See, this was what I was going to ask. Like, do we have it in? Do we have it in us? For is it supposed to be three more? At least two more Avatar films, if not three more. Um, there are six planned. Yeah, so there are six planned in total. So. Mm. I mean, is there enough to this for us to want to sit through six movies? And and I say this, admittedly, I haven't watched the film. And this movie is getting surprisingly pretty good reviews from people who weren't necessarily attached to the first one, which I think is a great sign, right? In the sense that you don't necessarily have to come at this from a nostalgic lens. Um, you could come to it perhaps fresh and still appreciate the visuals and the story it's telling. Um, but I don't know whether six movies set in this world around this storyline necessarily has legs. I don't, so I don't know how, like personally speaking, I don't know how invested I would be in like another, like four other movies or five other movies, however many movies this franchise is going to have. I don't think it has legs plot wise, but I think like visually it's going to be able to stun people over and over. I, I honestly don't think even this movie has the novelty that it thinks it has, right? Um, James Cameron always wanted to set the next film in the water. He said that like may, like a decade ago. The problem is between the first and second movie, we've had so many water-based kingdoms and communities. There was like Aquaman. Um, and in the worst timing for Avatar, we just had Wakanda Forever uh, <laughs> last month with the with the Talukan. The Talukan. Um, and they are like now the top tier water-based people. So like I couldn't help like compare the water-based community and the Navi in Avatar to the Talukan. And because I kept thinking like if, if Namor was here, um, then, you, you know, the enemy would be in so much trouble once those <laughs> tiny like ankle wings start, start fluttering. Um, and, and it's just unfortunate for this movie because it took so long to come out. But we've seen this happen a bunch of times in between that I, I don't think it's fresh. Like, I don't think the water-based thing is fresh. It has the best visuals and the best looking CGI and water and best world around it. Um, but I don't think it brings anything new in terms of like, oh, look at this. Look at how they use the water to their advantage. I don't think so. So in closing, a question for both me and listeners who haven't yet watched it. Recommend yes, no, and get the best seats you can in the best IMAX 3D you can. Yes, no. Um, get, the get the best seats you can in IMAX 3D. If you cannot look for the best, biggest 2D screen possible with the best sound, get like center seats. Um, go watch it. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't tell anyone not to go watch it. This is like the biggest sequel to the biggest movie of all time in the history of our planet. So <laughs> go watch Avatar 2. Um, just, you know, maybe maybe work on your expectations a bit. It's not, I would say it has problems. The movie has problems. We've been talking about Avatar The Way of Water, uh, the sequel to Avatar from 13 years ago. Uh, let us know if you've watched it. Did you enjoy it? You can WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio, write to us at movies at bfm.my. You've been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.